A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, guys. We are back with another episode of Slay in Your Lane, the podcast. My name's Yomi Idegoke. And I'm Elizabeth Hubert Benene. And we are your co hosts. Yeah. So, yeah. let's get to it. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> let's get it packed. <laughs> I guess, first of all, we should check in <laughs> with how, as if we don't know, how each other's fortnights, to be honest, have been. What have you been saying, Elizabeth? I was just, honestly, I was saying to you before this that. I was going to talk about basically something that I've been trying to battle over the last couple of weeks. Um, So I'm natural, like in terms of my natural hair, and I've been Mm. natural for, I guess, for ages, but I just cut my hair often. So I just totally cut it. Um, And, or it's in braids or something like that. So obviously I had to cut my braids because um, they were just hanging on for their life. And um, I... I've had to start wash, like starting to wash my hair by myself. And when mm. I tell people this, people are like, so you don't wash your hair by yourself? Like, and I'm like, no, because it's not like I don't know how to, it's just a faff of like washing mm. it in my house and then coming out the shower and then having to blow dry it. And there's just hair going everywhere. And then I've got to clean that up. So I mm. genuinely just take out my hair, go to the hairdressers and then they wash it and they put it back in braids or they do what they need to do. So yeah. this is, so I'm learning to kind of like, um, so we've been we've been gifted over the last like how many years like loads of like um like natural hair products, hair products yeah. yeah so i've got like so i found like a box of like cantu products like big like of leaning conditioners and all of these different mm. types of stuff and i was like oh my god yay i don't have to buy anything so i've been trying to kind of do do it myself so which has meant that like i've been on instagram and like looking at like natural hair pages more and mm. more um and yeah, and I just noticed that there's so many, I, there isn't, I don't see my hair type advertised as much. What, what I, hair would you say you have 4C? You, I've got 4C. 4D even. Uh, 4D, 4E. Mm. Um, when, you know, Lil Wayne said tougher than Nigerian hair, he genuinely was, he, I don't know who gave him that bar, but it's so true. My hair is so tough. Like, and growing up, it's been, you know, it was relaxed for a long time um so I, I don't do that anymore but it's like hard to maintain so when I'm looking at all these different types of like pages from like established brands but also um like really kind of like niche kind of like hair page on Instagram and I'm looking at how they're doing their little like you know one minute how you do this and all the how-tos a lot of like m- my hair type isn't like advertise as much like I don't see the marketing for it um mm. and obviously we know this we've written a book that talks about stuff like this and obviously as black girls we kind of know this but I don't know I think I've taken it more personal because I've had to like now have to deal with my hair mm. texturism it's called it's yeah like, I'm not gonna lie I didn't it's so mad and it just shows how much your hair is genuinely like just away because I didn't even know that oh god I did not know that I didn't know you'd grown your hair back out because obviously last time we checked in, <laughs> the emojis in our group chat were literally, I'm bald. And you were fighting, dude, I'm bald too. You better have me as a bald oh, yeah. <laughs> so I thought you didn't have hair. So when you, so honestly, this is news to me. Like I genuinely thought, I didn't think your hair was as low as mine, but I assumed that, I didn't even think you were in TWA territory. I thought 
like because obviously you cut your hair all the time so i just assumed where's this where's she going with this where's the hair and you're like no it's growing back out so i'm having to deal with it i'm like i can't believe you're even having to deal with it i genuinely thought like but that doesn't make sense because obviously i've had to i've had to cut my hair every um fortnight to stop myself from having like a teeny weeny afro TWA. Mm. so i just in my brain I don't know if I thought you bought clippers or, oh, or whether oh, you were like just cut cheaply going to a barber. <laughs> yeah, because you've done that before. You've I've done, done a little before. like scissors. Random. What you're doing, bald gang alongside me <laughs> or semi bald no. gang. And that's the thing. So I've so I'm just trying to embrace it, and it's like it's even it's it's more it's longer than like um, a teeny weeny afro now. So it's kind of like I can put it into like a, a bun and stuff. So what? which is which is yeah. Like I don't. I think my hair grows fast, especially when I put it in yeah, braids same. as well. Useless. So when I see all these like how to things, I'm just like I feel I feel discriminated against, and I feel a bit annoyed. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie, I feel so annoyed because I'm seeing curls that don't look like curls. Mine. Curls. <laughs> this pronunciation of curls, we need to pattern it now. I don't know why you suddenly become from Atlanta. Like, you know, it's like, but I don't, curls know, I, I don't know how to California. say it. But it's how else curls, do you say it? Curls. Curls. Like, it's like, it's like no. when people just randomly say, yeah, because, you know, she fell on her ass. I'm like, where did the Z Why are you ass? Like, it's off. But no, that's interesting. Like, when I was, um, I'm natural now, but when I had hair to be natural, I noticed the exact same thing. Um, they, they, they really don't fuck with 4C hair at all. For those of you that, you know, are not aware of what 4C hair is, there's loads of different... I mean, honestly, Google it, it's too complex. But basically, there are loads of different hair types. Um, the further along you get down this curl chart, you know, <laughs> you start with, like, 1A or something that's, like, really sleek, straight, like, you know... I don't even know, like... Yeah, just really straight hair. Then you get further along the way and then I think the the most curly coarse hair you can have is 4C which is the hair that me and Elizabeth um, have but most people have like different textures on their head so I think I'm like 4B in some bit bitch you probably are as well Elizabeth 4C mm. in other bits but no, you're like no I'm 4Q no, through I'm 4CD like it's actually a really? madness I'm not gonna lie like mm. I have I think I've got to buy a silk pillow like and I was, so, who was, yeah, I, was saying this to? I was saying this to my um to my white friend who like my white girlfriend who genuinely um obviously is like she was like how are you doing your hair and I was like it means her, nothing yeah. basically and I was saying to her when people talk about how black like black women and hair is such a thing they don't realize I I've that is not I, a game it is not a game I've noticed as well more than ever an obsession with length and mm. I guess I've all, I've been natural for ages but. I don't think I've ever engaged on the in the online kind of like how to do your hair by yourself sort of thing and looking after it. So I don't know. I felt like is my hair not long enough? But that's for the first time I've been like, mm. what what's going on there? But yeah, I'll probably be telling people about my hair journey as you know this podcast goes on. But at mm. the moment, um, it's I'm I'm barely I'm barely surviving. But at least I'm surviving. That's important. <laughs> oh well, or you could just do a me and then. Mate, get the. I've literally, I've been trimming, I've been doing my own hair. I mean, obviously, it looks terrible in terms of my shape. My shape up is horrendous. But in terms of keeping it low, like my hairline's all over the place. But the actual <laughs> keeping a bit low, that I, I'm so team cut your hair off at all at least, um, at least once, just for pure like time saving. But also, it's a look, bruv. I keep saying to people like, welcome to the club where like you just can wear 
rags and you look chic because having no hair just means everything looks instantly fashionable like, you're like <laughs> people think it's a statement when you're like Absolutely. in a dressing gown it's like yes I have no hair so suddenly this is you know I'm making a point when I'm really just not but Proper. yeah how about you how has your week gone going my week's been fine it's been um I really feel like I'm properly um getting into the like yeah lockdown groove of things or whatever because I just feel like I I think I can't remember honestly I oscillate so much in terms of what I think like I can't even remember what I last said about lockdown on this podcast but I don't know if I'd had a if I had a like um routine at that point but now I definitely feel like I definitely do um I don't always stick to it but I feel like I know what I'm trying to do and I feel like yeah like it's just it's just been such a like um period of er experimentation experimentation Mm. wait is that, is that actually how you say that? Wait, experimentation. experimentation. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm really second guessing that. It sounded so weird when it came up. But anyway, yeah, it's really been a period <laughs> of that. Because like, I was deep in it. I was like, damn, I've really bleached my hair. I've bleached my eyebrows. I've like taken up like daily, ex- not daily, um, of each other oh, yeah, daily exercise. exercise. Yeah. I've like my skin, I'm not going to lie. Like you can even see Polly on the court. Like it's literally, oh, my skin is, bro, this is all down to like having the time Popping. to have a, yeah, my, I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling it. Cause I've had the time to have like a skincare routine. Whereas normally I just have time to just throw one thing on my face. But I've actually been looking at the stuff that I've got on my desk and I've been like, you know what? Like, I can actually have a, have a go at this. So yeah, I feel like, um, I mean, obviously the next time we record this, I'll be saying the complete opposite and I'll be talking about how miserable I am. But <laughs> I feel like, yeah, like I feel balanced and I feel like I'm feeling weirdly like sentimental and like, oh, grateful. Like, oh, waking up and I'm like, oh, I don't have coronavirus. We thank God. Like, I'm like, Honestly. oh, you know, life's, you know, glad to be here. Glad that like I can, you know, can see, see my day. friends on Zoom. Exactly. Like it just little things now like have a bit more meaning and obviously art there's always art like I'm just yeah you were saying before that you um you started to put together like a root um an exercise routine which is mm-hmm. honestly I'm so shocked because you, oh, you are both. the thing is we are not I'm not that like I I literally did a afrofit thing like like maybe like week three of lockdown because it was some girl who I know was was running it and she was like oh I really want you to come so I did it and I hate, like, it was a good class, but I hate coordinated movements. So yeah, I you wasn't, do. You don't like routines. I don't like routines. She's amazing, and she was just she was just killing it. Um, but I'm not good at coordinated routines. So mm. I like freestyling. So I kind of struggled <laughs> a little bit, and I felt like I was literally making a fool of myself. It's actually a bit crazy because when I was younger, I was like quite. I wouldn't say sporty. I was active, and mm. then when I got older, there's a difference, I, you know. There's definitely a fucking difference. Like I was, I moved, but I wasn't. <clears throat> I wasn't. I wasn't sporty. Like I just, I just used. To, I could. It's like it's one of those things where it's just like I. Do you know how like loads of girls like at a particular age in a particular area it's like yeah i used to sing and you're like why did every single south london girl like every single girl like <laughs> sat, like could, could sing a little bit like that's how it was with like running like i could run a bit i was like one of the fastest girls but it just felt like by default it wasn't something i took like seriously i just mm. could run i just have that body type um but when i got older like exercise became raving uh, i used to go out all the time and genuinely like remember i'd always say to you at uni that like i could go out I could like skank for a little bit and I'd come back with abs. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's, oh, it was the plus days, side. Man. I missed those days because I'm always saying like, you know, um, there's a drag race contestant, Nomi Smalls, 
and like one of her in some songs she's in some song called super queen she's like serving body no curves and i'm like that that's me like i i <laughs> i am not a curvaceous person so it means that like i used to just be able to sneeze really hard and it's like suddenly i've got a six pack like that's just my nigerian like body type so like i so being skinny meant that like i was always trying to put on weight um, so I never really took fitness seriously when I was older because I was just like, it's fine. Like, I'm I'm skinny. In fact, I'm trying to be thick. So let me, like, <laughs> let me bang away protein mm-hmm. rather than, like, let me bang away protein, but not the exercise bit because I want to actually, like, <laughs> I want to, like, have, like, I want to be thick. Um, and I think one of the problems of being naturally slim is that you think, you don't even think you're healthy, but you, you're not losing weight for an aesthetic reason. So you're just kind of like, well, I'm skinny. So you're just living off, like that. Well, for me anyway, I was just living yeah. off hamburgers. Um, and still am to a degree. And as I always say, turkey dinosaurs and like just living off like I can shit. attest to that. Bare, right? Bare protein, bare like rice. Rice every single day. There's always rice at home. So yeah, like I never was, I'm, and even now I'm not trying to lose weight because I'm always, I'm just, I'm just a naturally slim person. But because I've got nothing else to do and because my kind of back and forth was always like, oh, my, my movement for the week was literally commuting. Because I haven't got that. I was like, okay, I actually, for my health I have to try and do something so then that's when I was like I think I was talking about I was talking to a friend about how like inaccessible exercise is because what we see as exercise is just so, like it just feels like you've got to be sweating you've got to be suffering and I was just like I, I'm a Libra I like comfort I like to just be like you know comfortable so I was like, I don't want to be putting myself through the paces when I'm not even I don't even care about what I look like in that way because I'm mm-hmm. at the size I'm happy with so I was like why am I going to do that but then when I realized that things like hula hooping these little like you know these yeah. second these primary school you know hula hooping skipping which i'm gonna send you a video in a minute elizabeth like i am like i can really <laughs> fucking hula hoop and i can really fucking skip and it's made me start to think i want these recognized the sports like this is, this is you know what i mean i'm actually good at this don't ignore it because like little black girls like to double dutch this is this deserves to be an olympic sport i mean it Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. People probably heard that Cambridge University um, have moved all their lectures online, uh, which is understandable, but... Mm -hmm. Um, it's now until summer 2021, mm-hmm. which is like quite big news because it's the first university to have kind of like set out these measures um, like so early um, and it's going to move all like face-to-face lectures online throughout mm-hmm. this time. So I don't know. I just feel like, is this the new normal for mm-hmm. at least a year? I don't know. I keep saying this to everybody that I feel like we're, there is a real collective denial about the ramifications of, you know, what has been like the biggest upset of our entire generation. I feel like I, the other day I was watching um that briefing, the 5 p.m. briefing, which I've, I'm not oh, missing. Oh, you still watch it? I haven't missed an episode <laughs> yet, darling. Like I watch it, I watch it like it's insecure. Like I wait for that drop. I'm like, shh, shh, guys, he's on. 
like you know pelting the screen with like whatever's oh, in my gosh. hand like we're constantly bitching like it's crazy how like it's become like a tv show genuinely because we're like oh don't like her mm, have nothing here <laughs> oh she's all right like we're obsessed with robert Pets- peston the itv journalist robert peston has become yeah. like a, a household name I like can't. in our house where we're just constantly like obsessed <laughs> with his long-winded ridiculous questions and we're all like you know oh he's on we're like waiting for him but anyway <laughs> So when it when it came on, like the other day I was watching it, or I was watching the like news. No, I was watching the news after it, like just after it finished, and I was doing the debrief, and I saw like Lauren Kusenberg, the BBC journalist, and she asked Rishi Sunak. She said something like, like with a complete straight face, like, "So do you think it's still possible for us to avoid a recession?" And the way this man looked at her, look, I don't have time for that man at all, but the way he looked at her, like, avoid, like, babe. The recession is practically here. Like, the fact that she's even still... That's still yeah. a question we deem worth asking. Like, oh, do you think we might be able to... A cheeky... Like, babe, this recession is happening. Like, we all need to, like, batten down the hatches. Like, it's happening. We need... Like, I feel like I still see... I'm a massive optimist. So if I'm talking like this, you, you know, Elizabeth, like, I, yeah. I'm truly just trying to be a realist here because... I feel like the fact that the language we're using around a lot of it is means a lot of people aren't mentally prepared. So I feel like with Cambridge, like, Elizabeth, what did I say when this rubbish started? I started buying, I bought free hand sanitizers. I started ordering, like, all this stuff, like, and I was moving like it was the end of the world. I was like, we're not leaving lockdown till June. I said this from March. I kept going, we're not leaving lockdown till June, because I was like, this is this is serious. We're watching what's happening in Italy. It's next door. Like, we're seeing what's happening in Spain. Why would it, Britain be immune? So I feel like with Cambridge's steps, as much as I am terrified by them, I'm not surprised, because I feel like, they are probably making moves to mean that we can actually move. I feel like people waiting for things to like return to some sort of normalcy that we saw before mm. means we're never going to get start- life started again. I think trying to actually like make sense of adapt, this normal. Yeah, and adapt is what we need to do. I, now, if I was going to Cambridge this year, like, would I be absolutely fuming? Yes, because what is a university without freshers' week, meeting people, all that kind of stuff? But then. I, I, I'm not I'm not anti the decision. I just think mm. they need to cut those fees, if not in half, a quarter them. Like for real, that that's my thing. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree because the university experience, by honesty, is all about being there. Like if my if I had a child and the child was like, I don't want to go to university because I don't think it's necessarily um, going to help me in what I want to do. I just want to explore other areas or get into work. I would be like totally fine. We could let's let's look at other options. Mm-hmm. But I would be somewhat like a little bit like sad that that they'll be missing out on the whole university experience of being like being there first time, living away from home, and all of that sort of stuff. So I think I would be. I think that's my main thing. Like with like university. Um, so I'm not saying they just go to university for the sake of it, but I genuinely do believe that like those three years that we spent at uni were like, huh. I can't even get into it. It was one of the most like important parts of my life, um, mm-hmm. and just and just being there. So it is a shame that if you're if you know you're starting you're start you're meant to start university in um, in autumn, like your university experience will be you know will be different, and that first year will be quite different because mm-hmm. I think um, Manchester are going to follow suit as well, um, and which means that there are going to be loads of different types of universities that are going to start following this this thing because you know cambridge is a leader so if, if cambridge is doing it then bet your you know bet your bottom dollar there's going to be a few other universities following mm. suit so you're on your point about is there some sort of subsidy 
that's that's true. Like I would not be looking right. to be doing a full line, a full online course um, and not essentially like having some sort of discount. But mm. um, but this is the new normal. I think that's just like so the furlough is being extended to October. That says everything that we that says a lot about where the government sees ourselves, sees itself like sees this country being at that time um so yeah the fact rishi is just um i have i have thoughts on that one um (laughs) but the fact that he looked at this woman and was literally like are you mad is because (laughs) as in it was a comedy like we were you if you don't laugh you cry because that face it was like me he was i can't remember what he said but it was so like um yeah like what like he was just like yeah but we're in a recession pretty much already like i just pretty. thought and people always come for lauren kusenberg and i like i'm i'm not really across her like that but that i thought is this why people are dragging her because this, <laughs> this is a mess like but yeah like and i think there is a mass denial like you know i was speaking to a friend who was just talking about like how you know she was calling her accountant who she had a really frank conversation with and it was the conversation with that friend that made me like you know what? I, like, in fact, Elizabeth, remember when I was like sending you the doomsday like propaganda and was like, this industry oh is never going to be the same because I was trying to like. If and it I was wasn't burying for, my head in a hatch. In a hatch is, uh, <laughs> it was that was friend that down. helped me, like, mm, you know, be like, you know what? Whether you like it or not, like, it's it's it, it. This is where we're at, and we can try and navigate it as best as possible. But we have to understand that it's happening. We can't be talking about recession like it's an either or, and we can't be talking about things like you know, socially dis- socially distanced, like, university courses and stuff, or, like, for the foreseeable, as a, like, well, should we? Because we- the reality is, like, if we're not dealing with this exact situation for, like, the next, till the end of the year, we're mm. definitely going to be dealing with the fallout. It's been, God, yeah. it's been two months of this, at least in the UK, in terms of, terms of lockdown. So the effect that's had on the economy, the effect that's had on people's mental health, we can't just, we can't just, like, we're not going to come out of that and be like, oh, well, that was a bit mad anyway. But as we were, that's just not happening. So I feel like as much as the move, I'm stressed out for the kids for real. I really am. But I un- I understand the move. Maybe 2021 some- summer's a bit excessive. But then again, it's Cambridgeshire. They probably know better than me. So <laughs> like, that's oh. what they think. It's the eggheads of the world. So maybe, maybe they have, maybe points were made. What do yeah. you think about like, you know, in terms of work, like, um are you because some people are like oh this is amazing working from home and like blah 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 and zoom calls and then others are like zoom fatigue, fatigue. <laughs> whatever what do you what where do you stand i mean obviously for me it really makes and it, in some ways for you it makes no difference because when was the last time i was in an office anyway but yeah. how about for you yeah because my career over the last couple of years has been quite varied so yeah office and um you know free freelance yeah. and self and you thrive in the office yeah i thrive in the office but i uh, I think the the major problem that I find with the office is that there's a lack of choice. It feels like you're be like you're back in school, so it so it's like so that's how I felt when I went back to work like like in an office um, this year um, in January, and mm. it was so mentally draining. Like I genuinely like was on the verge of just like I can't do this because mm. I had all this freedom and then you know, the 6th of Jan turned up and I was in a mental, and I was in an office and I, and as much as, you know, the office was like, you know, cool, advertising, creative, and everybody's just like doing their own thing. It mm. still felt so restrictive. And I think that's the major problem that I have with the work with the office. And I think what I've seen with 
um, this whole lockdown and, and coronavirus is, is making people understand that there are other ways of doing it. And when there's a will, there's a way. We just haven't had the will. So capitalism mm. will always come out on top, which which has incentivized people and big businesses and employers to look at ways mm. to still make us run that rat race, run that will. Like, do you know what I mean? Because money needs to be made. And um, mm. I, I, I remember when this was first happening and I was like getting angry. And part of my anger was coming from like the fact that a major reason that a lot of people who are disabled are shut out of the workplace is how inflexible it is and how like mm. how um, how it's not accommodating for them. And I think I read somewhere like Office of National Statistics last year that one of the I think a really high number of like disabled people were leaving the workplace at a quite mm. a high number. Um, and one of the reasons why they were citing was and they were going self-employed was um, the the lack of flexibility. And I, I look at it and go, we've we've built this whole work office, yeah, based on something that is not accommodating for a lot of people. And overnight, it, it was. So the, when there's mm. a rule, there's a way. It's just that it's, if it doesn't suit people, then, you know, they just won't do it. So I, I think it's opened their eyes, but it's also made... I think if I was someone who was in that category, I would definitely be like, okay, so, like, was this not always possible sort of thing? So guys, our next topic, this is definitely one that is close to me and Elizabeth's heart for sure. Um, It's talking about, I guess, whether imitation is the sincerest form of flattery or whether it's something else. Um, Because Lady Leisha, um, the amazing rapper who also featured in our book, um, this week drew attention to the fact that basically her entire cadence her entire flow the way she was spitting just everything the beat pretty much from her sing from her um song with mr easy black madonna um had been completely bitten by um another artist and she she basically did an instagram post saying like what what, what made me laugh about it was the fact that she <laughs> said like this happens to me all the time because <laughs> i was like oh wow yeah that, that's definitely something that me and elizabeth have have can relate to but she was like not only does this happen to me all the time but i don't say anything because i definitely think that um the minute you start to talk about feeling that somebody else has essentially um copied you it kind of gets into weird territory it's a, it's a conversation people are very defensive about and get very mm. uncomfortable about so she was like this happens to me all the time and i remain pim and i was like yep we can definitely relate to that and she was like but this time enough is enough everyone has that like cat that just breaks the the camel's back there's just that moment of catting where you're like no this is too much this is copy and paste and you know um me and elizabeth like elizabeth sent it to me she was like what do you think and i was like yeah like you know this 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 is quite clearly like you know an example of um you know somebody copying her um but then obviously when you kind of look at the conversation around it a lot of people are like yeah well she was copied definitely but you know imitation the that's always the response isn't it imitation is the most is the sincerest form of flattery um what are your thoughts in terms of when people say like oh you know imitation is the most sincere form of flattery or whatever i'm trying to remember a drake verse because i know drake has been banging on about this i can't remember if i can't pinpoint the exact he's allowed anyone else does it it becomes oh you should be happy about it or don't oh there's room for everybody my favorite my fav- favorite flipping excuse yeah there is there is there's room for everyone which is why you can do your own bloody shit yeah, exactly there's a difference between co- like copying competition 
And I think that like there is I, I don't I don't buy to answer your question in a very plain way, as if you don't already know already, but for the sake of everybody else listening in, um I don't buy this whole imitation being a censorous form of flattery by any means. Um I do think no it's no like people talk about oh no idea is unique. Yes, we all kind of like riff off each other and we like we see things like we all have to this is we're in the same world, right? So there are things that are gonna inspire us to do you know, not the same thing word for word, but like maybe come from the same place or or, or whatever, because, you know, that's not that's not something we have like total ownership of. Um, I think what I know you're going to talk about as well in more depth is like the lack of credit. That is a big issue. I think for me, as someone who um, from the you know creative and marketing um, industry um, where this is so rife, like like I remember working on. A, oh, goodness. I remember. I think I've told you this. So marketing ain't even a game with that. I don't know how. Boy, they they don't know a a, a, a credit line if it fucking like punched them in the face. I don't know what the hell's going on there, but they can just lift them and say, yeah, it's the exact same thing. I don't know why. Honestly, it's a horrible culture. So I used to work one for um, a big. Um, uh financial brand and we had worked so hard on this like you know campaign and and it was basically going to be the campaign for the whole year and, and all and like you know when you're when you work in like in that type of space like marketing and like crib industries in that type of way you you start to believe in your own like you drink start drinking the kool-aid is that is that the right term? You start yeah, you start like thinking this is the best thing. The minute we launch this, all the consumers are going to come running. Oh, this is great! Mm. We're going to outdo our competition. So we saw this thing as like the best thing ever, and we launched it. Let's say like it was like a January campaign. So there's always a big campaign. So we launched it in January, and then literally like two months later, for or like yeah, in April, another um, rival competition, you know, comp- like um, brand did the exact same thing, um, but. I think it was called. Um, to, I think it was. I forgot what the what the what the slogan how it was changed, but it was changed in such a like it was amended in such a way that it was the exact same thing, and I think it was that was the day I went. Yeah, get me out of here. I can't do this. Like this is too much. Mm. I think as well being an ideas person, like I I come up with ideas all the time in my head, and most don't follow through with ninety nine percent of them. Rightly so because they're probably rubbish. But um, like obviously things feed off things like I don't sit in my my wardrobe and you know with the eyes with the with it blacked out and just come up with ideas life doesn't work like that well no stimulating came from exactly you credited that you said I was reading this book and we did every single day do you know what I mean we just credit it credit credit it I'm doing American I'm I've (laughs) literally come to do pearls curls and girls credited but yeah like we felt no way because it was like, look, yeah, Cheryl Sandberg, here's this woman, like, you've read this book, um, you've read this book and the first thing you thought was, oh, this was great, however, X, Y, Z. That birthed the whole concept. We were very secure in that. And and, and that's the thing, same way I'm secure in the where Slaying Your Name came from because I've always said, yeah, Elizabeth called me and said, because I, I'm secure. I'm very secure. I know that in terms of building the brand that's something we did together i know that in terms of the genesis of the idea that, that you called me it's it's straight it's it's not hard to say when you are securing yourself but i think my thing with this whole with i elizabeth we've spoken about this before i'm not massively pressed by people like of course there is a line between inspiration and people ripping off but even sometimes if i'm honest sometimes when people 
rip things off. I don't want to say rip things off, but even when people copy mm. yeah, sometimes, I, I don't even know if I'm always annoyed by it. Like, I, I, sometimes I'm like, in terms of I'm just speaking, you know, to my own experience, like sometimes if somebody like, I know somebody has copied something or like really been heavily inspired to the point where it's almost like plagiarism. Yeah. I wouldn't even say that it's that that annoys me because I understand that not everybody is ideas people and we're very lucky that we are. But you have to, in my mind, ask yourself, what is stopping you from giving credit to where that idea came from? Because mm. when it came to us and, you know, saying that Sheryl Sandberg was very much the genesis of where Slane Lane came from, that's because, again, there was no ego. There was no insecurity. We weren't trying to trick anybody or erase anybody. And I think one of the things that's been very difficult and I can imagine was difficult for Lady Leisha to, to articulate is because she's a black woman and a lot of this critique that she's, giving is you know let's be honest the person who bit her two girls one of them's black it's almost like she can't say that this person's bitten her or copied her because she's because you know as i said my favorite you know the favorite excuse there's room for everybody there is room for everybody which is why why can't you credit it if there's room for everybody then why can't you just confidently say by the way if you if you cared about the fact that there needs to be room for everybody then you'd feel no way you'd feel no awkwardness in saying by the way, this came from here. Because as a journalist, I'm constantly hyperlinking articles that sometimes I find them after I've written the piece. Sometimes I found them after the fact. But I'm like, hey, did you know this person also wrote about this phenomenon? You can click this here. Mm. Like, it costs nothing. But I think my problem is when people, like, those girls could have easily, they could have even avoided a lot of smoke because then it would have looked like she's the hater if they're like, this is inspired by Lady Leisha and then she's still pressed. But I think what we've experienced and what several people have experienced and they're not able to articulate is people, I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. There have literally been instances where people have said stuff like, you know, we've met up with publishers and they've been like, yeah, this person was in here, you know, just the other day. And she said, they're going to pitch Slaying Your Lane for kids. Or this is, and we're like, okay, cool. Like, that's what they're pitching. That's what they're pitching. And then when it comes out, I can, I cannot, this is not even like a theoretical thing. This has actually happened. It's come out. People have said, oh, this is quite similar, not even in an accusatory way, just pointing out. It's kind of similar. And it's, oh, no, no, don't know what you're talking about. Never never even read it. Don't know, don't know anything about it. Like, not, 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 none of my business. Like, I've never even read the book. And it's like, well, you you said to this person that that this was slaying your lane for this or this was a version of slaying your lane. We aren't angry that you said that. What now, where it now becomes an issue is that to erase and because you want to be like, like, given the like title of we started this conversation you erase the work of other black women and that's what truly truly is painful and it's hard not to i guess dwell on it i think that's like you know this happens to people and what nobody wants to be accused of being the Nicki minaj in a situation like Nicki minaj to the cardi b like do you know what i mean and like no yeah, but i always told you that little kim had points i always what did i tell you from there what well, i said little kim's making some points girl it costs nothing for her to acknowledge the impact it's true and i think that's the thing because it's so easy for people just to i feel like yeah people just to act as if something doesn't exist um but the problem is you have to acknowledge it because the same way sometimes that you like you know you're i'm at an event or whatever and or a meeting and someone mentions someone i don't like am i going to not open my mouth and be like 
oh, like say something. No, I'm just going to literally just take it because like, unfortunately, if your work is good, even if you don't like the person, it's going to be in your face. That's what, that's just that's just the way life is. That's just the way capitalism works. Like, the game like, is the game. The game is the game. So I think it's just, yeah. Sorry, you're very good at giving credit where it's due as well. We always say this where we're like, might not fuck with that person, but if you're in a meeting and their work's coming up, that's because what they're doing is sick and no one only a hater is going to sit there and pretend that's not a fact and only a hater is going to sit there and be like oh i'm here to like not let you thrive like no like if you if it's good enough to be being brought up it's because you've done the damn thing and, and that's it well <laughs> we knew that once, was gonna be once we that, that was gonna be one now that we finished dragging your me who's our slave of the week honestly <laughs> so honestly to end on a high to end on a high Oh, so our slay of the week. I was gonna pitch it as um. I don't think you, you even fuck with Eurovision like that. But obviously, I'm oh a big God. Eurovision stand. Yeah. But there's this song that I, I no really idea what's going urge. on. You, you're like, what's a Eurovision? <laughs> Thought we weren't part of it because of Brexit. Well, no, <laughs> it's a it's a competition. <laughs> it's a you know we all know what Eurovision is. And like um, there is a song on it called Think About Things. It's the Icelandic entry, which was um gonna be for 2020. And I swear I was gonna pitch it as the um, as the slay of the week because. Every single per- like from my sisters to my mom, every single person that I've sent this to has literally been like, "This has cured my, uh, my 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 hair loss, my depression, my my appetite loss." Like it's just it's just the happiest best song in the world, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I was gonna pitch that as the slave of the week, but we didn't. Um, but if you but honestly do listen to that song because if you haven't, you probably heard it already because it's gone very viral. But like that song has just honestly made my life it just makes me so happy but the slay of the week is Issa Rae who could be Issa I always say Issa I need to like as in it's a knife like that meme but it's Issa Rae, Issa Rae. Um, who we made our slay of the week because um, obviously for how many four seasons of um, Insecure and ever since like Awkward um, Black Girl the YouTube series that like um, was a precursor to it she has obviously just been doing amazing stuff but the past like two to three weeks of episodes in terms of um, Insecure and how it's been like looking at like friendship dynamics um, something that's really rarely explored um, um, amongst like black female characters on screen um, we just thought like there was a tweet that said something like Issa Rae has really released a series that is um, 30 minutes long um, per episode and has people talking about things for a week because everyone's talking about Molly and Issa and their ups and downs. I literally go to a weekly Zoom call where we like debrief um, the episode, shout out to Ade from BuzzFeed who runs it. And we sort of like have a big chat about like how we see the characters and their perspectives and if it relates to our lives. And yeah, to be able to do that, with your 30 minutes and really have these conversations and they're not really doing anything in the episodes it's like oh she texts an ex oh mm. she's she's being passive aggressive to her friend and we're sat here talking about it for the rest of our lives like it's the most important thing because it kind of is because the representation is just amazing so i don't watch um insecure um i watched the first season and then i fell off um but I can't escape it. So that just says, like I said, when your work is great, you, you won't be able to escape it, even if you, even if you don't engage with the person's work. Um, so it's come up in like conversations I've had with people. I'm like, have you list, have you watched this week's episode? They're talking about this, and so and I'm just like, no, I haven't. But um, I think when I did watch it, one of the things that I 
felt about the episodes was it was so triggering in a, in writing like all, in all the right ways because you like simple things such as texting an ex or just like I guess like just the friendship dynamic the relationship with like the different characters and Issa as a character I just find her maybe because I find her so like I don't know if I could be friends with someone like that that because she's the main character um when I did watch it I always felt ready to scrap um but I think she's amazing and I think you, you followed her journey for ages from like awkward black girl to when she first dropped the first season and like everything she's done like since and she's just I don't know just all like sick she's that bitch yeah. you know she really is she's just she's the Beyonce of literally um episode like tv for real she's just done her thing proper so she is our slay of the yourself. week she's our first American I don't think we've, we've had an American well we've oh, done this yeah. two times so this is just, it's not a great achievement. I, was, I don't She's know. She's our first I said that. If, if you want to talk about that and celebrate it. <laughs> you know, we're all ears, Isa. We're ready. Yeah. Well, yeah. Another episode bites the dust. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, let us know what you're liking, what you think we could do, you know, more of, less of, whatever. Um, and yeah. See you guys next week. Bye. See ya. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.